You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hello everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, Near to No Media, the true petty channel. And, of course, the WrestlingRewind.com. My name is Dara Connor. You're listening to the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans that don't hate wrestling. And we are back after what is a break for us, but not for you, because I finally got around to posting that two-hour show where I um, was was a little bit mean uh, on one Cody Rhodes, Martin. Um, <laughs> it backfired on you. He's, he's but the code man's back in the main event. No, I don't believe that. I think that's a work. Um, but we'll get to there. We'll get to that. Uh, yeah, so look, so much has happened between then and now that it's like, we were sitting here beforehand going, oh my God, what wh- what did we actually cover last time? And it's a good time I actually did that show because I was like, oh yeah, here's what we covered. Um, but yeah, so so much has happened. The entire dynamic and um, face of WDB has changed. Uh, I, we say that so much now that the words have lost meaning, Martin. <laughs> oh, it's... Uh... We've been living in an era of wrestling. Like literally, the past two years of wrestling have felt like thirty years. Squat. Like insane. all this, all this stuff has happened every week. It's like the business has changed, or there's some massive announcement. It's like we're genuinely living in. I don't know if you call it a golden age, but we're definitely living in an uh, an eventful era. You know, but I feel uh, bad for I feel bad for anyone that has to do like the post show, or like you know the the bracket news kind of stuff for for websites. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't keep up with it. No, you can't. It's it's crazy. It's just stuff just kind of happens. Like uh, are, are as look- soon as you'd have something out, it would be out of date. Well, see, that's the thing. That that's why I was kind of happy enough to let this ride for a little while to be like, all right, let's see what actually happens. So, you know, for anyone that's that's keeping score, we are going to talk about Elimination Chamber, which is coming up uh, tomorrow because we're recording this on the twenty third, now the twenty fourth um, of February. But we're also going to be talking about kind of the what WWE actually looks like now going into WrestleMania, and then we're going to go jump back in the time machine really quick and talk about in your house uh, number eight, beware of dog. Um, yeah, the only way to keep up with wrestling nowadays, like in real time, would be to like live tweet it. Just literally live tweet it as you live. You know, yeah, like, oh I... my god, Vince McMahon's in jail. Oh, he's been executed. Oh my god, he's risen. He has risen. <laughs> it, it was all a work the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. It, it all ties back to when, <laughs> he, when he pretended he blew himself up in his car in 2008. Who's with him? Chris Benoit. Oh my god. <laughs> 
so yeah, it's, it's been it's been mental. Well, you know, you heard him there. Uh, we we did a longer intro than normal. Of course, my name is Dara Connor, and I'm joined by Mister One and All. You love him, you love him, Mister Martin Hardy. How are things, Martin? I'm I'm grand, Dara. I'm awful sorry. I know you're doing your intro, but we just have so much to get to as soon as. As soon as I hear a, a kind of a, a break in the speech path, that I'm just hopping in with whatever, whatever's coming to mind. Because but that's what it's like. It's just it's just insane. Like again, we took a little bit of a, a step away for a while because obviously life happens, and then not only do we have like the main event change and then not change and then changed again, and then the whole world, you know, apparently being a fan of Cody Rhodes for some reason, and now we have not. A title match, but we have a tag team match probably, and then a title match. And oh, okay, it's so it's what very good. Like, and, and then we have heel rock back, which is like proper heel rock from like the nineties. Here's the thing, right? I did notice, so I don't know if we're allowed to say what the rock said, like where he properly went went after one of the fans, and it was really funny. But I think the 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 inevitable is going to happen, Martin, where Twitter will discover the attitude error properly. <laughs> because people were really upset about what The Rock said. I'm like, oh, that, was, that wasn't even... That was tame. Oh, that, oh <laughs> that my was God. Tame. That would have been... If you'd have tried to pull out a line like that in the Attitude Era, people would have been like, nah, nah, scrub that. Punch that up. Get something. Get something exactly, spicier yeah. in there. And I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, if you, if you really want to be upset, just you know, <laughs> turn on the WWE Network and tune into um, Away you go. I, I suspect that the network is going to take a hell of a pounding in the swap over to Netflix. Cause right. I think Netflix is going to, is going to have a whole team of guys looking through it going, Nope, Nope. <laughs> Cut that out. Edit that out. Cut that. It's like, Nope. Uh, we are not putting that in there ever. <laughs> nope. Just, uh, do you know what? Just find, delete Roddy Piper. Anything Roddy Piper did. <laughs> just, um but uh yeah i mean i know you're particularly happy to see uh the rock back Uh, i mean it probably depends on what kind of fan you are so you know if you're a a fan of the rock like it's awesome to see him back i'm not a fan of the rock no but even without being like a massive fan like when we were looking back at those um like 96 97 raws like his magnetism is undeniable. Oh, like it's unbelievable. Yeah. off the chart. So I, I, I wouldn't say there's anybody who isn't some, like he might not be, he might not be your top gay, but I think everybody at, on some level loves The Rock. That's true. I, I, I do, but, and it, I mean, it, it's a credit to him. I think he's the only wrestler that that's true for. You know, uh, Cena isn't that, uh, Taker isn't that, Triple H isn't that, Austin isn't that. Everybody loves The Rock, but for different reasons. And it, it's funny, like, obviously people wanted The Rock back and he came back and he inserted himself into the, into the WrestleMania main event and people were like, oh my God, Cody, finish the story. Which, listen, I'm sorry, Martin. If I hear somebody say, finish the story one more time, <laughs> it, it's, it's actually making me wretch. Like, I, it's, it's, it's the most, it's so cringe. I hate to use this term. It's so cringy. It's like, I know we talked about it last week, but it, it, they've said it like so much now that I'm like, it's it's starting to have the same reaction now to the big dog. Oh like, my god! And it's like, oh my god, yeah, okay. And I, here's the thing: if Cody does win, right? Let's just say that that we have the tag team. 
he has to. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Just say we have the tag team main event, which I think that's probably going to be that's probably a lock now. Um, and then he goes on and 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 beats Roman. I I genuinely don't think that's going to happen. I'm probably going to put money on it. We don't we don't condone betting. I just for my own for my own satisfaction uh, when he doesn't win, just to be like, ah, thanks, Cody, you you, you paid for my my trip over. Um, I, I just I I don't think he will win, right? But 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 if he does win, right? What happens then? Because that's that's the question I have for you, for you, right? Because you, you you you've you don't hate Cody Rhodes as much as I do. That's that's called space played. Um, what happens then? What does a Cody Rhodes title reign look like when the story is finished? Well, uh, so I'll, and again, I'm just uh, assuming here. Um, I think a couple of things would happen. I think Roman goes away for a long time. You know, obviously that'd be the first thing. Although, would people even feel the impact of that, given how little he actually shows up? No, 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 no. Specifically, specifically Cody's to, to Cody. Cody's reign, though. Um, I think Cody's reign would have to be a short one. This story has all been in the chase. Um, yeah, but hold like, on. What, 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 what the, what, no, what I'm trying to say is, I'm like, if he wins the title and finishes the story, then what? But but they, they, this is what I'm saying. A, they've written themselves into a corner here where it's like, well, is he just gonna leave? You know, like he can he can like we talked the other week about how he might come out on Raw and say, Oh, time to start a new chapter or time to start my own story or something like that. But I think the problem they'll face is that that's the stage where Cody will hit the wall he hit in AEW. Yes, yes I think I think you're spot on the, there, yeah. The chase is all great. But once you have the title, then then you have to evolve. You have to change with that. This, I'm Cody, the white meat baby face. As a champion, that will have a very short run before people start to turn on that. I think people turn on it almost instantly. And it, oh, it, you, it, get, you get the moment. You get the, oh, you get the moment, yeah. But I mean, by backlash or whatever it's called now. <laughs> You know, WWE presents backlash in association with <laughs> WrestleMania. WrestleMania backlash. Snickerdoodles. <laughs> um, like it's unfortunate because like I can't believe they can't see this. Where it's like, look, I get it, and it's funny. Someone, a couple of people were like, "Oh, Cody's the top guy." I'm like, "Is he? His music is." Listen, I hate Cody Rhodes now, right? His team music lives in my brain. Right, I just find myself singing it constantly, so it's completely over, right? Oh, and I, yeah. But I think that's what's over. The but doesn't it? Well, everybody going whoa, like that's actually fair because they. Well, that's a fair observation because they actually did change Seth Rollins' music to have something the crowd can sing along with to get him over, yeah. and they changed Shinsuke Nakamura's music. They took out. The part of it that the crowd could sing along with because they wanted him to be a heel exactly he was, so there is like a like that it sounds flippant when you say it or people just like the music but there is genuine like psychology to that yeah like if you're every every wwe major face has something like this hulk hogan had the you know the the music that he could sing along to i had the lines Austin had, had yeah exactly. Austin kind of had everything with with the 
with the beer and the Austin 316 and you know all that kind of stuff. Seeing it as well, the you can't see me and the chap is here and all that kind of stuff. But and also you can sing along to his music as well, which people did. I don't think this can be overstated. And I think people are missing the point here where it's like, listen, I do not like Cody Rhodes. I've said this four times on 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 this show alone, right? But his music lives in my brain to the point that I'm walking to the shop and I just start singing it. Isn't it actually it's uh, incredibly over? A testament to the amount of changes that um, wrestling has gone through. If, say, five years ago, so just before AEW started up, five years ago I had said to you, Dara, in five years, The Rock will return for a WrestleMania main event mm. and WWE fans will reject him and demand that Cody Rhodes be put in the main event. Like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have put a penny on that bet because you'd have considered it a penny wasted. I I think it's but again in, in that in that turn I would have given you a similar bet that CM Punk would be back in WWE. Yeah, but uh, I mean he still I know I know he, he stayed away from it mostly, but he did still show up to the odd indie show. So I suppose there was a a hint there that he still had the bug, you know, somewhere deep down. But uh, the Cody thing is, I mean, it's wild objectively, but for you specifically, given your your strong personal feelings, uh, <laughs> I could see it being something you would have had trouble believing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I still can't believe it. You know, it's just, it's, <laughs> I, I just... Do you genuinely think the main event changes again or... Or yeah, I do. I, I think it. I think it will change. I think. I think it will change to probably something like it won't be a triple threat. The Rock, The Rock and Code, and The Rock and R- Roman. Actually, it's funny. Roman is such an afterthought now, isn't it? It's like it's crazy. He just no uh, one. Not, no one cares. Here, talking about afterthoughts, what have they done to Seth Rollins? Oh, his, I, like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like. <laughs> he has just like this is supposed to be between uh, Cody and Reigns, and then yeah. it's supposed to be between Cody Reigns and The Rock, and that's fair yeah. enough. But the only one catching strays is Seth Rollins. <laughs> he's constantly get his he's being belittled, his match is being belittled, his belt like people used to talk about. Oh, it's like a toy belt, and how Seth's done this great work to build it back up. Now nah, that belt means that my belt keeping me jeans up means more than that yeah, it, belt he has now. It's like Roman Reigns is like the little brother, you know, b- behind behind um, The Rock. Like, anytime he's there with him, it's like, yeah, there's the actual star and there's Roman Reigns. And Seth's just in the background like, yeah, you go, yeah. Cody. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is it's, this is terrible. Like, like, it's like, really bad. It's like really bad. The kid trying to involve himself with the popular kids. That's what like, it looks like. That's oh, what it looks like. They they have completely just any credibility that title had is gone. It, it's it's like, it's it's gone. Like why didn't they just? And he, it was so unnecessary to put him in it. Why didn't they just keep him out of that story and have him doing his own thing, and you know preserve or build up that title? But look, it's it's madness. I just think it's hilarious that they've they've been building this story and have had to do all this convoluted stuff to try and keep up with what the fans wanted to see but the whole time like, 
the one gay who's just been getting constantly ripped on is uh, is Seth. Does does he even get like a, a night one main no. event? Do you think? No, 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 no. He will. He'll be in the night one main event in a tag match or dark match. <laughs> no, no, he, he no. He'll be in that tag match with Seth. No, sorry, with Cody. Um, but yeah, look, it, it's 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 the weirdest road to WrestleMania I've ever seen. I I do think a lot of this was kind of going with it just to just to try and, and appease someone. But then again, the Elimination Chamber, Drew could win it and take the belt off him, or they could have something. It's it's still up in the air. And look, I I know we're flipping about this because it's funny, but also like we're still two months out from WrestleMania. All this could change. Like, oh yeah. Here's the thing, like, it was a lock for Punk uh, and um, and Seth to, to main event night one. That was, like, locked in, and it yeah. changed. It was locked in that The Rock was going against um, Roman Reigns. That was locked in. That was that went to print, and it Oh, they it had changed. t-shirts. Oh, yeah. yeah. They had yeah. it all done. Like, so I, I would, I think this is specifically with wrestling. But it can be done for any kind of sport as well. Never say like this is a hundred percent because it can change. And I I do think that having The Rock not in a main event at WrestleMania, particularly when you need to get you need to get this Vince McMahon thing as far away as possible. Oh yeah, you have to make as much money as possible. And you know to talk about bringing in Sylvester Sloan and stuff. All this can change. And again, you know wrestling fans are fickle, and that's why kind of uh, placating to them. On the but getting to the internet is not always the best idea. Um, I agree with you there. Yeah, you know it really isn't because that can change. Like I know some people are like, "Oh, Daniel Bryan, you forget Daniel Bryan lost that belt two months later. He got yeah. his moment and then got injured." So I, I would just be careful. But look, we're gonna keep an eye on this. As I said, it, it's the it's the wildest WrestleMania build I think I've ever I've ever seen. And um, the thing the thing as well to remember is that we we're long term fans like decades long fans we do a wrestling radio show so we kind of maybe um get hyper focused on some of the minutiae of this and maybe do a wee bit of over analyzing if you are an average fan or if you are um you know just a slightly more casual viewer or someone who's seeing this stuff come up on peacock or whatever they happen to have like this is huge it's it's going to be the biggest wrestlemania ever i've I like, still think it will be. I still, oh, I, I really don't think it will be. Like, uh, and it's fine for fans like us to sit and go, oh, this jumping between who's going to wrestle who, it makes no sense. It's terrible writing. It's, uh, you know, it's really bad booking. And that's all fair enough and all true, but ultimately will be meaningless because here's, it's going to be massive. It's messy, right? But it's getting everyone talking. Oh it's getting, yeah, let's get like, everyone talking. Like it, it's the messiest WrestleMania I've ever seen, where a lot of it makes sense and it's complete nonsense. But at the same time, everyone's talking about it. Oh, sometimes I'm watching it and I feel like I'm, like I'm going nuts, like I'm in the twilight zone. I I saw that uh, that big press conference they did, where they kind of shifted the main event from uh, Rock Reigns to mm. Reigns Cody, and that made zero sense absolutely zero sense uh when it, it was, was over though. but this is this is why i think i'm in the twilight zone because when it was over i was sitting there going i have i have no idea what i just watched i still have no idea what the main event is <laughs> uh, this is what was the point of that 
that felt like a huge waste of time and an insult to my intelligence. And then you go online and people are losing their minds over it. It's the best thing they've ever seen, and it's so it's because it's, it's so because it's, it's so because it's so different. It's so it, it it's it's not the attitude era, but it, it is like everything that that's happened in WWE now is so different. It's not the same garbage again. There's some elements that are the same. But, you know, from the casual fans, they're like, oh, my God, WDB. Like, WWE doesn't even feel like WDB anymore. You know, the overproduction is gone. A lot of the sleek stuff is gone. But um, they're, they're just kind of letting stuff. Again, dude, we go back in time and watch the Attitude Era sometimes. We've said this before. You know when that, you know, you know that press conference, you know when that's going to look amazing? Yeah, in, in, a, video package. in a video package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's going to look incredible <laughs> in the video package. Undertaker's whole career. Exactly. <laughs> was and all I, building to one amazing video package. <laughs> but yeah, like we've gone back and watched, and I'd urge anybody else to do the same. Like go back and watch a random Raw from 1999. Oh yeah. Not, and not even like one of the big ones. Like they no, all have one. this incredible energy to them. And that's what I think they're finally starting to tap into. And maybe that's what people are drawn to. I thought it was great. But at the same time, I was with you where I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> this is a mess. But then again, car crash booking. It, it, it is what it is. And and by yeah. jumping Although back and forth. You've got to remember yeah. that, that that only that only works for so long. It does. You know, but again, if there's ever time to do it, it's around WrestleMania. But I, I oh, the, yeah. final, the final word on this, though, before we move on. Uh, to Elimination Chamber, which is later on tonight, technically. Um, I think is that, like, I know we overanalyze it, and we do, but two months is a long time. Like, I, I will just draw, I think I've said this before, but I will draw the line that, like, WrestleMania 1999, up until, like, a month before, was completely different. Remember, Vince McMahon won the Royal Rumble. The Rock wasn't the champion. Mick Foley was. And he would lose the title back and forward where it would trade between Mick and The Rock. And then eventually the main event was The Rock and, and Austin. So yeah. it can change. I, people who are like, oh, Cody has to do it. I'm like, why? That's not how this works. Have you just started watching wrestling yesterday? <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, and if you have, great, cool, awesome, enjoy it. But that's not how wrestling works. It's not a sport. Like, it's not real. <laughs> they can change it if they want to. Um, it's a storyline. Um, but also, if Cody does main event WrestleMania, I'm going to go on record. He's not winning. He's not you winning. Think so? That's, that's I, a bold call. But no, I, you I'll have tell you, been you have been uh, pretty good this year so far with bold calls. But the reason know? why he's not winning is like here's the thing: if if Roman had a surpassed, and there was a good video on uh, Wrestle Juice um, going in Raw, that's kind of their channel. He was talking about it, and he's pretty much on the same wavelength is me out with that like um if roman had have already beaten hogan's record yeah cody's with it right if this had been chosen beforehand if you had been like yeah we want cody as the main guy we want him to win that's cool they didn't they wanted the rock and roman and roman would have beaten the rock and then it would have been passed over at survivor series it doesn't make any sense for Roman Reigns to lose when he's just about to break that record. Makes no sense. Why would you do that? You know, it, it, no one will ever have the title run again. You know, if you the get only, rid... Only, hold on. If you get rid of Hogan's record, 
you don't need to mention Vince McMahon half as much as you use uh, you oh, have actually, to. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. So that's that's why I'm thinking it. I'm not just saying it because I don't like Cody Rhodes. That that's a happy accident. Um, it, well, it's setting more... the setting the uh, creative stuff aside, like if we're yeah. talking about why would they make this decision on who wins from a business perspective, the only reason I can think um, why they put Cody over at Mania is because he is the kind of image that they want to project in in a champion. He is the guy who will, unlike Reigns, he's the guy who will show up every week and he's the guy who will smile and uh, carry the belt on all the talk shows and you know be really charming and affable and lovely on the talk shows and be great with the kids and you know do all the make a wish stuff like he's he's the this generation's Cena. So oh I, yeah, and here's the thing that he, makes me think that they might tilt it towards him, but I completely think there's a, a validity in what you're saying as well. You're 100 percent right, which is why I think Cody will win it at SummerSlam. All oh, right, just not at yeah, just not at Mania. And remember, like Mania isn't about it isn't about um, it isn't about wrestling really. It's about everything else but wrestling. You know, like here's the thing: The Rock comes out, cost Cody the match, or again, what they could do, and it's to really annoy people: um, Cody wins or Roman wins. The Rock is involved with with the decision in that way, sets up a feud with Roman. So here's the thing: if Cody does win. I can see The Rock costing him the match. And then that's how you get Roman Reigns at The Rock at WrestleMania this, next year. This, that could this, goes, this goes back to us talking about how uh, Cody's contract says, yes, you'll make him at <laughs> WrestleMania, comma, the <laughs> world title. Comma. <laughs> <laughs> so look, he will win it. It's just, it just doesn't, it's just bad time in Cody. I can't believe all these people going, oh, he's going to finish the story. He's like, yeah, he will. At Survivor at SummerSlam or Survivor Series, like it's. Although, look, I could be wrong. We don't know. We 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 don't. We don't like, obviously and, book and the WWE. You can't know. Like, like no, you can't. Said from the start of the show. Look at wrestling the past week, the past month, the past year. We have no idea what's going to happen. No, no, we don't. But as I said, they're just from from where I'm sitting here, and from as you said, being a long term fan. That's 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 why I I think what I think, you know, and it's just anybody going against. Uh, Roman now at this point has to contend with once he's so close to that record being broken and as long as that record stands no one's beating him and that's just the way it is uh, but as soon as that record's beaten ah oh, he'll get it'll be a roll up and that'll be a hardcore title style <laughs> you know he'll be asleep on a plane and Cody will sneak up the house <laughs> just put a fingertip on his shoulder <laughs> Um, oh, okay. Here, one right. of the uh, sadder bits of news that we also missed, like maybe not as high profile, but uh, Scott Demore is gone from yeah, TNA. Man. That's that's that surprising. A, yeah, and a, and a bit of a bummer because, um, like, we've been talking a lot about TNA the past couple of weeks and how that promotion has really been looking up, really has a new sense of confidence and uh, and life and. Following um, his removal, like a lot of the wrestlers there backstage are saying he was the guy behind that and he was the one who had all the big ideas for it and he was the one who wanted to push it. And it looks now that uh, Anthem Entertainment, the 
kind of parent company, they're kind of happy just to keep their current level of investment and just keep them tipping along, which is, I mean, that's disappointing because they really, really looked like they were on the verge of um, maybe not like a like a breakout, like becoming the number two company or anything, but they looked like they were really on the verge of a new uh, kind of golden era for them. This is devastating for me. Yeah. Um, so because the, it's like... TNA guy. What, like... This is the problem. Like, it, it's guys who hold the purse strings. It's the same thing happened with WCW. WCW wasn't worth anything when people didn't believe it wasn't worth anything. ECW wasn't worth anything because of all the debt. But WCW specifically, when the finances, when the financial folks pulled the the funding from it, but then also the TV rights, it wasn't worth anything, which is why Vince was able to buy Bolton for like a million dollars. Um, and I would caution Anthem here to think about that because if they're just willing to sit where they are, remember, they're still on Access TV. They're not on actual like proper TV in, in America. That's a very yeah. dangerous spot to be in because... Now, it, TNA for a while was looking like, like I say, not that it was going to become the number two company, but for a while, it was really looking like, hey, they could get a really decent TV deal. Absolutely. And it, I still believe they could do that. But the thing about it is, it's like TNA, you know, Scott Demore has done so much with it. Um, and now to just put it with someone who isn't involved with wrestling at all is very weird. Yeah. It's, and, um, and what, like, what's even worse here is like, from what I've seen, it wasn't that like he'd done anything. They're just like, no, we want this guy in because apparently he was pushing for a lot more investment, as he said. But also, like, the talent were behind them. So, Anthem have lost the locker room here. And I, look, I will say this TNA have gone, like, surprisingly silent, um, except for the odd press release here and there about interviews with, with Moose and stuff, because Moose is doing the, the press run at the moment, which is fair. Moose is, is a very good champion to have out there doing that. But yeah. the problem here is Anthem might have lost the locker room. With everyone being really upset. Like right now, do you know No Surrenders on at the moment? It is. <laughs> no idea. And, it, and it's actually really good. Um, but again, like, my question to, uh, to a TNA, to TNA would be, yeah, okay, if you put out these great pay-per-views, but there's no growth, what's the point in having these shows? Like, there's some really, really good matches on No Surrender, but it doesn't matter because they're not going to push any higher. And you have... So then, then that leads to two scenarios. Either one, they slowly start fading again into obscurity, which they've just gotten out of obscurity. Or the other, more likely one, considering either to get bought by WWE or get bought by AEW. I don't think AEW will buy them. I uh, don't think Tony kind of wants to that, but WWE no. could do. The WWE could I mean, be could, the but for herself. To be honest, I wouldn't want uh, either to buy them. Like One of the things we've always said is that uh, monopolies in, in wrestling are bad, you know, like you, you kind of need competition and you need uh, e- e- even like creatively aside, setting that aside like you need competition, you need uh, kind of that fire lit under you and all that yeah, oh, yeah that's absolutely. true, but you also just in terms of people and the living, like you need a place for wrestlers to go you know, but, that, see, but again man like Andum, to be fair, have put up with, t- with Impact Wrestling, TNA, um, with a lot of you-know-what, right? I mean, for the longest time, there was like, when TNA go out, go out of business, I'll write the book on TNA. 
and then that yeah. book has gotten progressively longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like they 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 have saved the company. And when I was over there in November last, it was amazing. The the pay per views that they've had were great. It really seemed like this is TNA of old, but now they've kind of just hit this holding pattern where someone said it the other day where it was like, this is Impact Wrestling with TNA skins. It just seems a bizarre, like you're saying, the Anthem have put up with a lot from TNA, and that's fair enough, but it just seems like a bizarre time to kind of have this final straw now when they are actually on the up and they do exactly, have yeah. a lot of it, attention. <laughs> like it, it just seems like you've, you've hit the panic button here at the completely wrong time. Yeah, it's like all the times to, have, to hit this panic button have already passed. Yeah, it's they're over. You know, <laughs> they're over the worst time. They're over the worst of the times now. Now, now they're actually all right, and people are excited. It's, it's just a very weird business decision. Um, but again, I mean, wrestling is weird. Stuff just happens sometimes where you're like, okay, <laughs> like again, if you go back and watch. People talking about WCW in 2001, nobody believed that they would go under because it was WCW. And what happened yeah. was one of the executives just didn't want wrestling on on, on the That's network. Literally, and, if you and that was read, literally it. And folks, for anyone out there who doesn't uh, know this, like if you read up on any of the books on the fall of WCW, and there's several very good ones, sure. that is literally what it comes down to. Yeah. There was one executive on that... Um, Turner, uh, Time Warner, uh, yeah, Time Warner, Time, yeah. Time Warner yeah. board. He just had a, eh, just he had no business to mean it, like reasoning for this. He had no. He just didn't want. He wrestling just on didn't the like wrestling. He just yeah. didn't want it on the network, so it didn't get the TV deal. And without the TV deal, it's you know it's worthless. It's a, yeah, it's an indie. Like it's well, uh, it was worth exactly a million dollars. That's what it was worth, you know. Ah. And, and the thing about it is, it's like, I think that's important to keep in mind. So TNA's future here is actually in a bit more jeopardy than I would like it to be. Because I think, you know, history doesn't repeat it rhymes. And it's like, whoa, nothing has nothing has been learned here. I, I've, you know, because I, I, look, I, I've gone on about AEW, how they keep, they're making the mistakes that we should do. And I, th- I still think they are. But they still have, like, money there. And once money is there, they can do whatever they want. It's grand. TNA needs to not do that. It needs to be run a little bit smarter. And Scott Demore seems to have had that figured out. But Anthem now, again, they're making the decisions. And unfortunately, it's not AEW who find themselves in the WCW uh, rhyming. It's TNA because all that has to happen is, is some executive to make a poor decision. And it looks like this is a poor decision. Yeah, definitely. All right. Um, so look. Before we jump into the time machine, uh, tomorrow, well, today, uh, it, it's funny, right? So Elimination Chamber is happening in Perth, Australia, right? And the amount of people in America going, oh, my God, I have to get up early or stay up late. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> every, every week I have to set up for Dynamite. It's just, it's so funny. It's like the complaints is, is, are just ridiculous. It's like, this is the way it's been since I was eight years old. <laughs> yeah, my, my internal clock now doesn't get tired till about 3 a.m. Yeah, same. It's I'm so like, used to sitting up to watch Dynamite and Rampage and yeah. uh, Collision. Like it's, it, it's too funny. It's just too funny. It's like, are you for real? Like, uh, I, I just, every time, every time, like, oh my God, I have to get up early or go to bed late. It's like, 
yeah, there's no sympathy coming here from, from anyone in Europe <laughs> about any of that because that's just called watching wrestling. <laughs> that's just what it that's is. The, it's the price we pay. It is. It is. I don't think we get enough credit for it, genuinely. Um, okay, so look, the, the major, major talking points here really are the two Elimination Chamber matches. There's one or two other matches, but they're not. They're not great. I mean, Rhea Ripley obviously going to retain against Nia Jax. There's no way she's not. It's in Australia. It's Rhea Ripley. She's retaining. So we're going to really just talk about, really talk about the, the two chamber matches, the women's match and then the the World Heavyweight Championship, right? So who do you think's winning? Like, I, I'm going with, with Becky and Drew. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> this is terrible for, for somebody who does a, a wrestling uh, podcast. You know I, who's in it? Don't really keep up with week to week WWE. I'll do whenever me and you are like reviewing a pay per view. I'll watch that. But okay, no, that's fair. That's fair. I figured. I figured that. I figured that's okay. So look, um, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, uh, Tiffany Stratton, Naomi, and Raquel Rodriguez in the women's title. And this is for a shot at Rhea Ripley. Yes. Yeah, I mean. Becky makes the most sense. Um, Maybe uh, returning Liv Morgan, they might want to give her a shot, but Liv's issue is that everybody loves her, great character and all that. Never really been super in the ring. Um, Tiffany Stratton, again, I don't watch NXT, but I hear a lot of people talking about her, that she's a real real prospect. Uh, But again, these all seem like things... Like these all seem like people for the future. Uh, yeah, from that list, Becky Lynch seems to make the most sense. Yeah, and I think it's and I think it's the same case here with the world title. Drew, Roman Reigns, Bobo Lashley, LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. Your favorite. Uh, oh, so Gunther's not even in it. No, no, no. See, I finally relented and I just start. I just start calling Gunther. <laughs> I relented. I they wore you the, down. They I wore kept you up down. with the Walter as long as I could. But um, oh, he's, so he's not. I, actually, I had him pegged to win it. Uh, no, but no, no, he's no. not in it. Uh, Logan Paul, not a. I mean, they they might. They might. <laughs> you know, yeah, it makes sense that. From a business perspective, it's something that might no, do. it does. It doesn't. I will implode. It, like no, I'll just <laughs> no. It, it doesn't. Make, no, he already has a title. It doesn't make sense to your feelings on Cody Rhodes are mine for that gimp Logan Paul. The difference uh, with Logan Paul is everyone knows why he's there, and nobody, everyone knows that he's what he is compared to Cody where he's over because of a song. At least Logan Paul can can actually work. Why like why do you think he's outside the realm of possibility? Why wouldn't they have him in and have him do a it's big just, match with Seth Rollins and he doesn't have to win or anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just I think because they already have a belt on him and they probably want him to defend it at Mania against someone. Like cuz think about it right um obviously these chamber matches are to fill out the card at Mania which is pretty thin at the moment. So Drew has to have a dance partner. So does Randy Orton. So does Bobo. So does LA Knight. So does Kevin Owens. And so does Logan Paul. There's three matches in there. Yeah. There's yeah. not four matches. Um, it just doesn't make sense I, for them to I wait. I take it. Uh, so Drew um, currently, yeah, he's 
being kept in around the the main event spot. But they're also kind of setting up a future feud with him and Punk. So yes, they are. I take it that his contract has been kind of, even if it's not been announced yet, on the oh, quiet. Yeah. He has signed. Of, he absolutely has signed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no yeah. way he hasn't. Yeah. yeah, so I can see that that being part of his reward, that he, he re-signed and that they, they give him a, a shot at the world title at Mania. I, and then yeah. he, he probably win it and, and then defends it against Punk. I mean, that that's an inbuilt feud. Oh, right there, that's like. a pretty good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, like, I think uh, Seth, as much goodwill as he might have among WWE fans, uh, I can see that also being a bit like the the Cody endless babyface run. I can see that just sort of starting to see that starting to grate on people and not quite as over as it was and. Yeah. So it might be time to switch it. And the thing about it as well, like, you know, Punk will be ready to come back as a major face going against Drew. I mean, the thing writes itself, it's... It, it, I will have to say one thing, right? It's like with the Rumble, and we'll move on to, to In Your House now in a second, but I will have to say this. Like the Rumble, this is the first Elimination Chamber in a very long time that actually has some, like, organic stakes to it. Yeah. Anyone... anyone not just because, oh, it's February. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it's in, in the guys' match, in the girls' match, everyone there has a reason to want to win, like, legitimately. And even if they don't win, you can see how it can spark off and become something bigger. And it hasn't really been like that. As you said, it's been like, oh, it's February, quick. We throw some random people in there. <laughs> Where is that? Remember when they used to be like, oh, time for hell in a cell, just... Might as well get some people in a cell rather than like the culmination of a yeah. vicious blood feud. It was like, oh, match in a cell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't a hell in a cell match. It was a match surrounded by a cell. And then later on, a match surrounded by a milk crate that painted it red for some reason. They should have just called it a uh, match, uh, slightly boring match, obscured. View <laughs> now with worse view. Now with worse view. It's like okay, but yeah, like it, it, it's it's been a while since uh, the Elimination Chamber has actually like had this level. Same with the Raw Rumble. So fair play to them, and they've actually done a really, really good organic booking. But like, it's very clear who's going to win here. But anyone who does win, it still that, leaves them somewhere to go. It's not always a bad thing. Not everything has to be a swerve. Like it's oh, absolutely yeah. If if there's a kind of a clear storyline or a clear person fans want or you know uh, something that makes sense like it's not always bad that you just follow that yeah like as i said i don't really i'm ready to see becky challenge Rhea. that's gonna be fun i'm ready to see drew beat sarah rollins um that's gonna be cool like it's they're not bad things but then again like anyone who wins that match or either one of those matches i really wouldn't be too upset it would be great to see naomi win because that would be cool um I don't think that's going to happen, unfortunately, Naomi. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm the same. I think she'll be like massive over, and when she gets eliminated, it'll get a big reaction. But yeah, yeah, it, it's, 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 not, it's like it's like during uh, December to December when I was really excited to see Sabu, and then he got attacked by the big show and it was devastating. Backstage. And I, I was just like, you didn't like... even get out. You got attacked on your way to the ring. A constant string of this. No, it was test. It was Test who attacked him. It wasn't the uh, wasn't the big show. But that whole uh, paper, he was a constant string of disappointments. Because didn't they have in the chamber for December to this member 
like, so what is it, six or eight people? Six. Six. And like four of them were people everyone really wanted to see, and they put those four out first. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't the Elimination Chamber. It was the Extreme Elimination Chamber. Because, oh, God. because the Elimination Chamber on its own. Well, it very, doesn't have, very, well, very tame. Well, like, it doesn't have weapons, so... Does it not? Like, is the Elimination Chamber not no DQ? It is, but there were weapons... I remember there were weapons, like... Oh, in tie, the pods in the, with them? In or... the pods with them, yeah. All right, yeah. I suppose. I mean, they did, on one of the Elimination Chambers, try to blow up the Undertaker. That was pretty extreme. That's true, but, uh, you know, not to not to go on this too much, but Bobby Lashley, the big show with Paul Heyman, test Andrew the Punisher, Martin, RVD, Hardcore Holly and CM Punk. That is a very, oh, very... That's what it was. And didn't yeah. they put Punk out, like, first? Punk out first. He was supposed to win it, apparently. <laughs> he was supposed to win it. And he had him out first, yeah. Oh, my God. Sometimes wrestling is just inexplicable. I can't believe Hardcore Holly was in like I know it wasn't a world title match but Hardcore Holly and Test nobody wants to see Test not even then nobody wanted to see Test a year later he'd be in the here's the thing right a year later he'd be in the Doomsday Chamber blood match so he left WWE around this time and his first match back was in a different chamber yeah but Test will always be a top level Bully. oh he is yeah yeah for going out with Stacey Keebler. That's just <laughs> burly status cemented for life. Well, 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 yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I chose my words better there. I was just like, that's expired now. Hi, <laughs> um, <laughs> machine. Right. So we're going all the way back to uh, 1996, May 26th and 28th. Yes. Now, from Florence, South Carolina, and North Charleston, South Carolina. So the Florence Civic Center and North Charleston Coliseum. So this is a twofer, two nights, or two shows smished together, and uh, it's a bit of a mess. It's uh, in your house, number eight. Beware of dog. I have to say they've moved away from using uh, the generic in your house now, and it's just a random, really unflattering picture of. Uh, Vader. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It's, it's like they were going awful. they were going to print like that evening at five o'clock and they were like, Oh my god, we don't have a cover. Quick, someone just get the first picture of Vader you have. It's like, oh I got one here of him kind of just woken up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, that's all we have. Go, go, go. <laughs> it's from it's from his driver's license. Get get it on the cover. <laughs> it's really not good. But uh look, going into this, um there's a ton of dark matches. Tons of dark matches. So to put this in perspective, right? So it was over the two nights, right? So the so literally from the first night, there were ten matches. Excuse me. All of them except for one was a dark match. Was a dark match, right? One was the free for all before the pay per view, and two nights later, they would have Beware the Dog two, which had three matches on it. So when you were buying this show, which God help you, you were buying the show, um, <laughs> you were getting four matches, and it was this was weird. I wasn't expecting it to be as as weird as this was, but it did have it wasn't terrible. 
it was just weird. Uh, I've never seen a Caribbean strap match before, so I didn't know Austin was in one of those. Uh, and then there was a random casket match, which was actually really good. Differs from an ordinary strap match in no way. In no way, but it had Salvia Vega in it. That's it. Um, Look, this isn't a terrible pay-per-view. And it's it's in your house. It's like an hour, 47 minutes. If you want to watch it, it's it's a very easy watch. It is, however, um, one of those shows that gets completely overshadowed by uh, the surrounding events. So obviously, uh, what happened here, the reason it's split over two nights, is because during the broadcast, in fact, after the uh, first match, the arena they're in, because they were in the middle of a huge storm, experienced a massive power outage. (laughs) The show basically went off the air. You can actually go on YouTube and find some of the uh, uh, The unedited feed of it happening. Um, And then it came back on, not everywhere, it came back on some networks just in time for the main event, uh, which was Michaels and British Bulldog. Which is why when you watch it on the network, the world title match is like the second match. <laughs> it's just the way they've edited it. Um, so the power outage is the big thing. That's you know what kind of overshadows it. But also what overshadows it is that this um, pay-per-view is kind of, if not a turning point, it's an indication of a turning point coming mm. for WCW. Because two nights after this pay-per-view airs, none other than Scott Hall would show up on Nitro. Uh, Nitro would announce that it's going to two hours. And one of the matches here was changed between the original Power Outed show and the rerun show, which was the Steve Austin match. And it was changed to include uh, if Austin loses... Ted DiBiase has to leave WWF stipulation because he had also announced he was going to WCW. So while this wasn't, this show wasn't like the big turning point that everyone remembers, you know, like the formation of the NWO or whatever, mm. this is very much where, where the tide started, where you could see what was coming down the road. Exactly. And the thing about it is like, kind of thank God, because like the show, while it wasn't bad, it was just incredibly stale at, at certain points. Like there were some cool moments. Like I, I, it's weird to think that Taker would just do casket matches like very, very often. Cause that's just like, that was his thing. Um, so kind of going back and watching it when a lot of these guys are younger is, is interesting, but they really, really relied on gimmicks here. Um, to kind of yeah. carry them through like it, to put this into perspective, there was not only one casket match over the course of these two days. There was actually two, right? So they did the same match twice. That's how often it was. And it was, it was a cool thing to see. But at the same time, when I was watching this, there was no, there was nothing that I was like, oh, I have to go back and watch that again. Even the title match, which was uh, Michaels versus the British Bulldog. It's a bit of a dud, yeah. Uh, an absolute dud. Like, um, Unfortunately, with the British Bulldog now, my imprinted memory of him is him throwing the bin at, at you know at Stephanie McMahon, <laughs> screaming about his title match in nineteen ninety nine. That's that's what I think of when I think the British Bulldog. Um, and I would rather see that where he's like, "Where's my title shot?" and then throws the bin at Stephanie. 
Um, which <laughs> it's actually way more funny when I just said it that way. Um, but yeah, um, like, look, wrestling needed a seismic change, and this wasn't it. Like, Shawn Michaels wasn't the right guy to carry the company, obviously. Like, he really wasn't. This was very poor. Brett w- would have been, but uh, Brett wasn't, Brett wasn't even on the show. No, uh, I think this is, um, he's still out, um, uh, recovering from a couple of injuries. Um, it's breathless. And you know what else? It's also, it's also double J-less. No double J. Well, what's even the point? No, exactly. Brett, no double J. <laughs> Might as well just go home. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was nothing here that was like, oh, this was much. And this, I know you're saying this isn't in your house and that's fair enough, but. WWE needed something to really kick them into high gear. And funny enough, it was their former stars who were on poor shows just like this only a couple of couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, JR, in his Grill and JR podcast, does an episode about this. And he, right. he says he, he not had it out with McMahon because you don't have it out with me. <laughs> like yeah. um, he's, he's the boss, but he, he said he had a very frank discussion with him about how we're relying on these older guys. And it's like, what has worked in the past is not working anymore. Yeah. And we need, we need new. Um, and he definitely and, did. And you could see it. And, and that would bear fruit. Like when, when they would embrace that in the next year or two, um, you would see that, kind of bear fruit with guys like The Rock coming through, Austin, Mick Foley, you know, these newer guys coming through. Um, and very quickly, the the kind of legend names who had moved to WCW, like it was cool seeing them in WCW because mm. it was different, but that pretty quickly went stale. Yes, um, it did. So it's, it's, I mean, from an historical perspective, it's kind of an interesting pay-per-view because it sort of low-key hints to what, towards what's coming. It does, and I think that's that's probably the best thing you can say about this show. It's a taste of things to come. It's more like a a prelude to a, um, a big event. You know, like when you're watching this, you're like, okay. And I think when you kind of flick forward to what the next in your house would be, um, you can see how much things have already changed already. It, I've and, been promising you since we started this art. I've been promising you that in your house gets good. It actually does. And then after the next one, you have arguably one of the best ones, which is my game, Mind Games, which I think oh. is actually Mick Foley's probably best match in WWE, right? And this one, uh, this uh, in your house kicks off that incredible Mankind Undertaker feud. This, does, is the, yeah. this is the kickoff of it. So there's like, that's worth seeing. It's also kind of worth seeing um, The Undertaker, quite bizarrely, in an intercontinental title match. Um, and maybe later on when he was like, uh, you know, the American badass or whatever, that would make more sense. But I thought it was so strange to see this version of The Undertaker. You know, he's still very much the spooky um, uh, Grim Reaper type character. It's one thing to have him just sort of beating people and winning the world title almost, almost as a an as a, yeah, or as a, just a, a consequence of what he was going to do anyway. It's so bizarre to see him going for for a lower title. He's nearly better with no title than with a, a lower tier title. Listen, here's you know who who brought 
credibility back to that belt. Elo Brown. <laughs> well, Elo was a Euro Continental champion. Euro Continental. That's the right. The first yeah. Euro Continental champion. <laughs> was he the only? Was there any no, other? No, 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 no. There was a few. There was him and uh, Kurt Angle as well. Oh, he was. Oh, Angle would have been awesome as a Euro Continental. Yeah. Have you not seen it? I, I probably have. Like, back yeah. In do you the remember, day he lost. The, he lost both belts in the one night on WrestleMania 2000 to uh, oh. Benoit Jericho. <laughs> Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, in the the triple threat, but each each uh, fall counted for one of his belts. That's it. We're we're oh. watching we're watching WrestleMania 2000. That's that's yeah, happening. That's the thing. We're I taking know. we're taking a break. We're going to watch WrestleMania Kurt, 2000. Folks. Do you know what it's like? Everyone like says as a matter of fact, like as a matter of course. Oh yeah, Kurt Angle, one of the best ever. But it's only when you when you sort of accidentally dip into all the wee things he's done here and there. God, he really he just was. Like, just he really was. He really, one of really, the really was. best ever. Yeah, we're gonna have to leave it there because uh, we're we're finished now for this week, Martin. Fair play. Uh, we managed to actually get through like all the backlog and then also get through in your house as well. So fair play. That's it. Clear it out. It's like uh, I've been working up in Stormont there and we're only back to work now after a two year hiatus and we're just working through a backlog. Well, that's know? it. Like, Here's the thing. We, we got to kind of make sure that doesn't happen because we don't know what's going to happen between now and, and WrestleMania. Even like right as we're speaking, uh, no surrenders on and then the Elimination Chamber. So when we're back next week. We're going to have even more to talk about. But is there anything you want to plug before we get out here? No, no, no. Just uh, look, like we say, these are eventful times in wrestling. And do you know that episode of uh, The Office where someone goes, oh, I wish someone would tell you it's the good times when you're in the good times. We're in yeah. the good times, folks. So enjoy yeah. it. Absolutely. Because uh, just go back and watch wrestling in the towns and then you know you're not. <laughs> you no idea how blessed we truly are. Absolutely. It, it can always go lower. <laughs> <That's the thing. laughs> but folks, if you like what we do here, please go over to nerdsnowmedia.com, the wrestlingrewind.com, or the True Penny channel. Basically, all of our shows are there for free in, in different forms. Um, if you want to help support us, you can. The best way to do it is to spread the word of the podcast. You can email us, social media, all that good stuff as well. We also have our Patreon uh, with different tiers. There's the Bookly tier, the X-Pac Euro tier, and my favorite, Reddit tier. <laughs> which is tenor spelled backwards, obviously, because relic is killer spelled backwards. And uh, if you go for that one, well, Martin, what did you get? Well, you get all the stuff that uh, you get from the other tiers. You know, you get to be part of the family. You get a shout out on the show. You get to give us your boohoo list. But you also get a handwritten letter backwards. <laughs> you <laughs> will literally have to read this thing in a mirror. So lucky. So lucky, and all that will cost you is a tenner, so or a rennet. Again, if if you're if you're like watching Twin Peaks and everything's backwards for some reason. But folks, that is going to do it for this week. We'll be back next week again. If you want us to cover anything, we absolutely will. Go over to um, thewrestlingrewind.com, and there's links to our socials and our email, and we'd be more than happy to uh, oblige there. But from Martin, from Dave, see you. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.